0: Uh, I'm really excited to be here with you guys tonight. Um, it's not very often that I put on a suit, and more often than not in my life, it's been to go stand in front of a judge. So um, I'm really excited to be here with you today. Um, my, uh, my story is is pretty straightforward. Um, I believe, I don't know if I was born an alcoholic, but um, from the earliest point in my memory, um, I suffered from just extreme insecurity and fear, and I remember even as a small child laying in bed um, just in in worry and um, I, w- I grew up in an abusive household where um, it was very clear to me that that to to survive and to be accepted, I needed to play the role that that my parents wanted me to play, or that um, the people around me wanted to play and I, I lost track of who I was pretty early in life and, and began to play that character um, to stay safe. Um, I was not who who I thought I was, I was not who you thought I was, but I was who I thought you were, you thought I was. And um, I went through my life just trying to see myself through your eyes and, and to feel okay. Um, I started drinking in seventh grade. Uh, My friends and I uh, all scored a bottle of Mad Dog each and skipped school and uh, threw up and were suspended and and had a lot of consequences and my friends swore it off and I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Um, I realized at that point in my life, as long as I played the role that everybody thought I should be, as long as I threw the winning touchdown pass or hit the three-pointer, got straight A's um that I could essentially do whatever else I needed to do um to feel okay and for me that just looked like sneaking alcohol at school at home um every chance I got and and I managed to pull that off through high school and um I went on to college and I realized as long as I was successful that I could I could get away with just about whatever I wanted and um I had several arrests, um, but I had straight A's and I graduated with honors. Um, I had a .485 blood alcohol level um, on my 21st birthday in college, but I survived that and I I kind of brushed it off because I felt like I was was checking all of the boxes and I was okay and I moved on to corporate America and I got a great job and I succeeded. Uh, My drinking increased. Uh, I started doing other things as well and But I was successful and I felt like as long as I was checking those boxes, I was okay. And the world around me told me I was okay and I was having financial success. And I moved from uh, a life in Chicago where things were kind of getting out of control to a better job in New York City, um, where things were were even more out of control, but I had more success and I felt like everything was okay, even though um, the people around me were were getting very ill, and i was I was really struggling and After some time in New York, um, I realized that my drinking was out of control and I moved back to uh, Cincinnati where i 'm from, um, and thought the geographic cure would would solve my problems and um, and so I started my own business in Ohio, and it was the same situation I was really successful. Uh, I began drinking all of the time. I got married, um, I had children, my drinking got worse. And um, I worked a lot and I drank a lot. And uh, if you were to look at my Facebook page or my Instagram, I was an all-star. I I made sure that the world around me thought I was doing all the right things, even though secretly I was, I was destroying myself. And um, eventually it, it caught up with me 18 months ago, my wife took my children um, after we had had a fight and and left me, and I w- tried to drink um, as much as I could. I woke up the next day um, determined to make a change, and I um, made a stop at the county jail and woke up and came to California for treatment. Um, I had I had hurt everyone in my life and everybody around me and I, I had physically and emotionally destroyed myself. Um, but I still believed that I could manipulate the world around me and change things very quickly and, and make things okay. So I came out to, Cal- to California and did 30 days of inpatient treatment, believing that, that my wife and children would be waiting for me um, after 30 days and everything would be okay. And I could brush it off and, and go back to, my life and that didn't happen and I was angry and I was desperate and I came to Laguna Beach um, for outpatient treatment and um, the for me the gig was kind of up I couldn't I couldn't find any other solution I couldn't find any other angle to work I couldn't manipulate anyone else I had alienated everyone in my life and I I was stuck and I was finally desperate enough Uh, to jump into the program and to begin to listen to what the people around me were telling me to do. And for me, that looked like waking up and going to meetings every day and working with people in the program and listening to what people had to say. Uh, I finally got a sponsor after a few weeks in outpatient. And um, I met a gentleman and I explained to him what my program was going to look like and, and what I thought needed to happen in my life. And he looked at me and just told me I was an asshole. And, um, and that was the beginning of my relationship with my first sponsor. And from that day on, I met with him every day uh, and I treated the steps like I treated m- my my life uh, drinking. I believed that as long as I could manipulate uh, my circumstances, I could, cre- I could make everything just perfect. And I could get the result that I wanted just like I would in business just like I would if you thought I drank too much or any other situation and I worked the steps as hard and as thoroughly as I possibly could I did everything that was asked of me I went to three four five meetings a day I met with guys I called guys I did everything that was asked and I flew through the steps and I made amends uh, I did all the difficult things and I did it without, without complaint. And when I, when I was done, uh, after about six months in Laguna, I came back to Ohio, um, with my head held high. I remember arriving in the airport in Cincinnati and and expecting, uh, my family and friends that I had, that I had left behind to be waiting for me at the airport, um, with balloons and, and maybe streamers. But, um, there was no one there. And I, I remember riding a car and driving back to, to um, Cincinnati. And I was just so excited because I knew I'd done all this work and everything was going to be okay. I'd earned it. Uh, I checked every box. I'd done everything that was asked. And When I made a decision uh, to work with God, I felt like God and I had a very, very clear understanding that I would do whatever was asked of me, but I expected very specific um, things in return. I expected to get everything back that I'd lost uh, on my my time frame, and when I came back, um, I had immediately to go to criminal court, and when I went to court, I was served with divorce. Um, I was, I was served with a restraining order. I couldn't be around my children. I couldn't go back to my business that, that I built. um, And I founded 20 years ago. And uh, in fact, I couldn't even really function in my hometown because of restraining orders. And I was, I was living in a hotel, uh, a rundown hotel in Cincinnati. I had a few hundred dollars in my bank account and all of these things that I felt like I deserved and I had earned and God, should have have rewarded me with um they weren't coming true and that was where I really felt like I hit my my real bottom um because I, I I was angry at God and I just couldn't understand how how I wasn't getting everything that I felt like I needed to be okay and I went to Akron and I actually met a couple guys in this room and um you know I was ready I didn't know what to do in my life. And I was, I was so desperate and I was so lost. And this program put these guys in my path. Uh, it just randomly worked out that I was back in Ohio at Founders Day and these guys were coming in from Laguna and they put their arms around me and and kept me in this program. And I picked up, Tom is going to speak tonight as a sponsor. And, uh, I did everything he asked me to do. And I, and I pissed and I moaned and I complained and I told him every reason that, that what he was telling me wasn't gonna work for me and how I was different and I was unique and it's not fair and God sucks and everything else that, that I conjured up as an excuse or a reason why it wasn't gonna work and it wasn't working. But I kept doing what, what Tom told me to do and what people in the program kept telling me to do. And I kept going to meetings every day, all day because I had nothing else in my life. I was living in a hotel and slowly things started to change for me. And I was able to move back into my parents' home uh, where I moved out on my 18th birthday and I was able to move into my sister's high school bedroom and stare at uh, her new kids in the block poster in her twin bed w- with balloons on the sheets. And um, But I was okay and I, and I was unhappy, but I kept working the program and I realized that slowly that the pain was just more than i could handle and you know i'd like to believe that i had some miraculous change and i and they told me when i was working the steps that that you can't work the 12 steps and and not have a spiritual awakening and i didn't understand why that wasn't happening for me uh but slowly what i came to understand is that that all the things that I was being taught in the program were correct. I just wasn't listening. And I I kept hearing and hearing throughout the program that that I should be internalizing page 417 in the book and acceptance is the answer to all my problems uh, today. And to summarize it for me, what I took away from that is, is the idea that nothing happens in God's world by mistake. And what I, what I, what my problem was in the program was that, that I had, I had truly truly internalized the second step um, and I did believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity, but I didn't understand what it meant to turn my will and my life over to the care of God because I was still playing God, and for me in this program what what enough pain for enough time did was it allowed me to understand that I hadn't fired myself from From God's role and I was still in control and I was still deciding what was right and what was wrong and my behavior was a screaming testament of my distrust in my higher power I wasn't willing to uh, relinquish that role and over time slowly it began to click and eventually it it became very clear. And the idea that, that nothing happens in God's world by mistake was revolutionary. And when it finally stuck, and I was finally able to wake up and understand that, that my relationship with my higher power is not one where I, I call them up at night and place orders and, my role is simply to uh, ask for God's guidance without, without any attachment to results. And it, it was those attachments to results, that belief that I understood what needed to happen and it had to happen my way on my timeline that was causing me so much pain. And when I finally gave up that control to God, to my higher power, Uh, my life just got better. And it wasn't that miraculously, I got everything back. Um, It wasn't that my divorce went away. It wasn't that, that everything came rushing back. It was just that, that I got the relief that I've been looking for my entire life. And today I'm able to wake up and just turn that, that responsibility over and it, it makes my situation very simple. And a lot of things have come back in my life and my life has changed and it's nothing like, like I expected it to look like, um, but it's so much better. And what I've realized is all these things on the outside that I was looking to try to fix myself on in the inside, I w- I was chasing an impossible goal. And today, you know, I've I've reached a connection with myself that I never thought possible, and it's it's through that connection that I believe that I'm able to really can receive my higher power. And the program for me is so simple, and it was it was des- described to me so simply in the beginning, and I just couldn't hear it. But the idea that that all I have to do is trust God, clean house, and help other people is so simple and and so right. And the program tells me how to do that. And the one thing that I haven't changed is just that I listen to the people around me. I call guys in the program. Uh, I go to meetings every day and uh, I get on my knees when I wake up. Um, It's been an incredible journey, but I'm so grateful that I get to wake up in this program every day and to have a relationship with my higher power, um, that relieves me of all the pain that I've had since I was a kid. Um, and I don't feel like I have to wake up anymore and play that character. I can just be myself today. I'm not that avatar, uh, that I created when I was a little kid. I'm the light that shines through today. And, um, my life is just awesome. It's, it's so, this program has been so amazing. And, um, all of the stories that I told myself about, about being unique and it not working for me and, and God being a sham or God not caring or all the other stories that that I told myself are just a joke. It's, it's all so simple and it's all so clear. And, uh, I just am really happy and really grateful, um, to be a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. Thank you guys tonight for letting me talk